The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys like And now, your hosts, Brian Broadus, Jeff Cavanaugh, Kyle Yeomans, and David Hellman. The big voice guy... Lied to you less today. I'm stealing Jeff's intro there. Hi, it's Thursday, March 31st, 2022. It's time for another episode of the Draft Show. Make sure you pay your rent. Pay your rent? It's the 31st. 31st. Make sure you are ready for the 2022 NFL Draft. It will be draft month in, what, 12 hours, 14 hours? David Hellman, back in the studio. I am back from the NFL owners' meetings. It's good to be here Kyle Yeoman's still out, but I am joined by my dear friends, Brian Broaddus and Jeff Cavanaugh. Guys, how we doing? Doing great. Uh, did you feel like you were told the truth when you were asking Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones questions about the draft? I feel like I was told the truth in the sense that they that, that is where all of their focus is right now. I don't know how much I trust the uh Did you like the, the positions they were talking about? Well, I, I went you know, I'm I'm dedicated. I know you are I went back and listened to the show that y'all did without me, and that's the line Jerry had about tackle. Yeah. I just was like, uh eh. I don't know if I believe you. At least not like in the sense that it's like your number one priority. I just I don't I don't know. They'd love to find a tackle. Of course they would. Just love a to. weird time to figure out the when and where of it. Yeah, it's. I know they would love to find a tackle, but imagining it as like a priority with one of the big picks, at least one of the first two. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if Tyron Smith needs to be replaced now or in 2026. Tyron <laughs> Smith could have been replaced last year, and it turned out to be a great decision. But no, I, I think for the most part, I was... Uh, I, feel, I, I feel like, yes, because again, they made no bones about it, and I know people feel some type of way about it, but this the draft is where all of their chips are this year, right. which is great news for us because it gives us a lot to talk about. Um, I I get the feeling, you said it on the show Tuesday, like they've got no problem putting a ton of pressure on this, no, scouting, they don't. On this scouting department. They don't. And that's that I think is what they are going to do. No, they, they, they and the scouts realize that too. Scouts are okay with that. You know, I mean, these guys have been together a long time. They they know the drill. They know what's you know. They know they don't dabble in free agency like most teams do. They'll bottom fish some guys. It'll work out for them. But yeah, their draft is where they they make their money. Okay, and I I, I assume that comes with a degree of confidence, right? I sure. mean, especially say what you will. The Cowboys have a fantastic track record overall since Will McClay took this thing over. How does the, how would that make you feel? Like if you look at this depth chart, I'd feel awesome. Yeah, be awesome because you have the chance to add these guys to the team. Not at all anxious because you're like, you want us to find playmakers at this many different spots. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you think in the draft, it's like, all right, boys, got to find four starters. I got bad news for you. That's not going to work out. That's kind Um, of the position that they're in right now. They need a left guard and a wide receiver that'll start. Yeah. Well, it sounds better when you put it that way. Yeah. They, they could use a tight end. They could use they need a tight end a year from now. Another linebacker, maybe yeah. another edge rusher. No, you're right. As far as like guys that need to be able to start, uh, I'll throw a swing tackle in there too. Again, because a sure. you don't have one, well, and we even don't, if we he's don't not know a what starter, Josh Ball 
We don't know. I mean, the, the, we, your okay. hope, your hope, a is, guy you draft in a month will play, have played as many snaps as Josh well, Ball has. But the, but the hope is that you drafted Josh Ball where you did, and then he took the whole off season to maybe add ten to twelve pounds and some strength. If that if that doesn't if that doesn't materialize, if we don't see that like in OTAs, mini camps, and then training camp. Then now you're starting to have some questions and about I'm, that. I'm not stuff. saying you have to believe him, but Mike McCarthy did bring that up on Tuesday. Kind of basically, he was asked by us, like, "You haven't done anything to your offensive line. Are you aware that you can?" Yeah. And uh, he he was like, "Well, what you guys don't see is like Josh Ball and Matt Farniak are here every day. Sure. Like they're putting in the work." Coaches aren't allowed to work with them for another few weeks, but right. you can tell when a guy's in the gym. McCarthy's office like looks out on the gym, so. I don't know. Does that give you any optimism? Well, no. I it just to me that's that's your hope. I, that was yeah. Well, no, that's that's, that's, that's your too. hope. That's your hope right now. I mean, you know, let's. I I, I tend to. I'll say this though about the scouts and the pressure. The fact that you seem like you have a coaching staff that you can work with. Now we'll see what happens with Joe Philbin. We'll see what happens because there's a disconnect there. I believe with what maybe the scouts want to do and what Joe Philbin wants to do. And then now it's at a position, too, where there's some primary need, that guard spot. You know, who is going to win? Are they going to be able to come to a consensus on that potential guard? You know, if that's the direction that they go at 24. Two things I want to get into in this first segment. One about the Cowboys draft picks. But before we do that, try to keep it topical at the top of the show. Alabama did have its pro day Wednesday. Uh, that is noteworthy for a variety of reasons. It turns out uh, when you win the national title every other year, you've got a few good players. You do. Uh, Mike McCarthy, Will McClay, and Dan Quinn were also all there. Guys, I want to talk about... Uh, oh, you got a guy? I, wanna, I mean, he, not like a new guy. It's not like I'm turning over a rock here, but I want to talk about Jamison Williams. Because I feel like I, I don't want to say he's been under the radar. Everybody knows who he is, but I feel like you maybe subconsciously, or I'll I'll say I do. I feel like I subconsciously leave him out of the conversation because he just tore his ACL January 11th national title game, and you wonder how available he's going to be. Is he going to start the season on pup? All this good type of stuff, and he didn't even do a pro day yesterday, but. He he's, he's doing some hopping and skipping around. Some on video, video comes out of him doing some hopping and some skipping, and he says he thinks he's on pace to be ready for training camp. And my heart got all a flutter oh, because I need to know what happened in Michael Gallup's surgery that 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 his is not on schedule, and everyone I, else in the world is. It's not the surgery. I can't tell you, and I know we've gotten a few questions about that. <laughs> Mike just had a lot of swelling, swelling in the swelling. area of the injury. Like okay. sometimes you get a clean tear. And I'm not a doctor, but like. The no two tears are the same. Mike's a had to chill. It it was swelling was a for month. a month. Yeah, for a month. Yeah, and that's it's not like Michael Gallup was like I don't feel like doing this. He didn't get an ice pack. I I think it's a little bit or more by the than store. That. Get you ten pound bags. I, slap it on there. You know I trust bag them. of frozen peas. I trust the Ooh. highly skilled doctors that do these things. Mike was Mike didn't put it off for no reason. He needed to let the swelling go down before getting all the way back on topic. Just because I'm just going to take a Jamison Williams branch. Uh, isn't it wild that there are two players in this draft that are going to go in the first round that had to transfer to play? Jameson Williams yeah. had to transfer because Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jackson Smith and Jigbo were going to be the three starting receivers at Ohio State. He wasn't going to start 
And now he's a top 25 pick. Trayvon Walker might be a top five pick. I'm sorry, uh, Jermaine Johnson yeah. might be a top 15 pick. Right. And he had to transfer because he wasn't going to play at Georgia. So, I, And I don't even know what the takeaway is. The takeaway is that the – I mean, college football has always been a super imbalanced sport. Like, the rich always get richer. But, how, but, but you're telling me that Jermaine Johnson isn't better than anyone who played a bunch of snaps on the Georgia defense? My guy, you're the one that won't shut up about how the dude that's not draft eligible at Georgia is better than all the freaks that are going to be first-round picks. Different position. What, I'm, just, I'm just saying, Kirby Smart – um, Nick Saban and Ryan Day just have stables of freaks at every position. Yeah. That's what happens when you're able to sustain that type of success. And honestly, and that's it's just self-perpetuating because these guys say, maybe I won't be the guy as a freshman, but I'll take over in the bowl game like uh, in J- Smith and Jigba did. And then he's the guy going for It's like, I'll be limited for a year before I go on to be a top 20 pick. Like, that's fine. Um, it's weird to me that he wasn't going to play for Ohio State, basically. The, but uh, oh, but to your point, he should not be forgotten. At 24, no. if Jameson Williams is available, which I think there's a decent chance he's not, that's, you should 100% have him in consideration. I real quick, I just want I think I just think it's funny he transferred to Alabama, which cranks out a top yeah. 20 receiver yeah. every year. Like yeah. Jermaine Johnson went to go. Jermaine Johnson <laughs> went to a lesser program than Georgia. Jameson Williams was like, let me go to the one that's arguably better <laughs> yeah. and become a star. Yeah, uh-huh. go figure. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, it, does this does this take him out of the Cowboys draft range? Because that breaks my heart. If so. If he's if he is ready for training camp, and really this is just a speed bump on his way toward being drafted in the top fifteen, that's a bummer for the Cowboys. I would I say, I, my well, it's hard to get. Like I literally think it's flip a coin. Will Jamison Williams make twenty four? Because I think what's going to happen at receiver is you're almost picking style in the top five guys. Like they're just different. If you want the speed guy, then you're going to take Jamison Williams. Yeah. If you want an X, maybe you're going to take Drake London. If you want a route runner, maybe you're going to take one of the Ohio State guys. It's like of the names like Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, Drake London, Jamison Williams. I bet you one of them's there. I have no idea who, (laughs) but I bet you one of them's there. I kind of feel like with these receivers, if you're the Cowboys, you're going to have to walk the minefield of the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles are in. They've got those three picks. I think at one of those three picks, you can you can clearly see one of these wide receivers going. We're gonna have the Eagles one. will just draft the bad one though. That's what. Well, they do. that's you know that's your hope. <laughs> that's your hope. I mean we, we I mean we all liked Rager. I mean I know I. Did. I'm being. I, I know my I tongue know. is planted firmly. I know. In my I, I I know that. And I, I but you know like I said to me that I feel like that's the that's the minefield that you're gonna have to walk if you want one of these. If 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 in fact because then. What happens is, or maybe maybe you're in a situation, too, where Kansas City becomes aggressive, Green Bay becomes aggressive to try and go up. If they kind of feel like, if, some, if they see one of those wide receivers, maybe, they, maybe that's the team that's going. Now, Green Bay has a history of not drafting wide receivers. We've talked about that a bunch. Kansas City is, in a, very, is a very aggressive team. So if they, if they feel like that there's a player that they need, I could see them coming from the back of the draft to come get somebody. Paint me a clearer picture of Jamison Williams. Um, He has that freakish Tyreek Hill type of speed that forces everyone on the field to account for him. Mm -hmm. Um, 
he's a he's a vertical threat as well as a horizontal threat. I think he could do all of that gadget type of stuff. But clearly, there's a deficiency in his game, or else we would be talking about him the way that we talk about a Jamar Chase or a guy like that that you know is going to be a top ten pick. So what is it that you ding him for? Uh, I I think he is like he he's better than a quote speed receiver. Excuse me. He's better than I think he's better than Henry Ruggs as a prospect. And Ruggs was a first round pick. I, I, I think he's better than that because I think he's a capable route runner, but I just think there's levels to everything you're looking for at wide receiver. Uh you want a you want a ball that's gonna be in the air? I want Drake London or Traylon Burks. Yeah. You wanna know what's gonna happen after this dude catches the ball? I don't think Jamison Williams is my number one. But he makes stuff happen after the catch, but it's still mostly predicated on speed. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, I think he is a stretch the field, not going to have a 100-catch season. Uh, but it's weird because he's, he's more than just speed, but he's not as good and nuanced in terms of route running or power or above the rim yeah. as some of the other guys. I think it's his hands. I think it's his hands that have the question mark. Nobody about catch some. Yeah, I mean, he, if you look at the in the uh, the national championship game, the one play he did make it was really nice. It was a body catch kind of a play. But I, I think that's the thing. You'll see him catch with his hands. You'll see him extend, and then there's other times you see him. The ball gets on top of him, and that's what good receivers do. They're able to adjust. And I think that's where people would probably. This guy puts the fear of God in defensive backs with his yep. speed. And you could tell, you could watch, you could see when guys try and cover him. And you do not want to give this guy free access. I mean, when, it, when he starts running, he, he just tears up cushion the way it is. And then all of a sudden you're put in a position where he's going to break. And now it's even worse that he's running forward and you're trying to pedal and turn. I think that's the thing that he that he does really, really well. Now, we'll see if the knee injury uh, takes some of that ability away from him. But if you said, is there one thing that you would say that people would ding him on? He is 179 pounds, and he is, and his hands might be just good. That's kind of where I think it's going to be. Two other Alabama guys I want to hit on. Dan Quinn was there. I don't know if Kellen was there. Kellen's been hanging out in the Midwest, I feel like. He was up at, like, Iowa State. Went to Just kind of how he gets down. Kind of a Midwest <laughs> kind of guy. Fits him. Do you think he was looking at Brock Purdy? Maybe as a backup, one of those fifth round picks or I something do, like that. I, I like is that a knowing that Will Greer is here? They picked him up off of waivers last year. Like I wonder how much of a priority that is for them. But yeah, sure, maybe not. I mean, I'm I, just, well, I mean, I just I, trying, I was trying to figure out why he, Charlie Kohler, the tight end, Charlie Kohler would, sure. would be good to go and with then, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not take a look at Brock Purdy sure. if you're a quarterback? Uh, the two, uh, Fedarian Mathis, the Bama defensive tackle, and then yeah. another one that I feel like owes a little bit more attention than maybe we've given him is Christian Harris, who seems like, especially when you look at the way the linebacker class has changed, Damone Clark having surgery, right. maybe you're knocking him down your board. Harris seems like he stands to benefit in the sense that maybe not a first-round pick, but a guy that I could see going pretty quickly on Friday. Yes? No? No, I absolutely agree with you on that. I mean, this is a guy, you know, the, again, you're looking at a 6'1", 226-pound guy. That is always around the football. I mean, it, it, you, you cannot watch 
an Alabama defense and not see number eight near the football. He, he he's just super impressive. And the thing I think about him being at two twenty six, when he tackles, the ball carrier stops. There's no like dragging him down the field kind of for another four or five yards. I mean, you literally see him when he hits that ball carrier stops. And I mean. I think the thing about him being that light, too, his movement skill is really good, too, because he, he, he plays a step ahead. And it's like, see, the, see what's developing and then go. And a lot of those Alabama defensive players are that way. They're so well-trained to keep their eyes in the right spot and to run and go get the football. And I think, he, I think Christian Harris fits right into that, into that mode. I think, yeah, like I like Christian Harris. I think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to fall directly between where you pick and where you pick. Where we say that about everybody. It's true. Somebody it's has true. to be there. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll say it about a million guys, and then a bunch of them will be there, and then you're going to pick Sky Moore in the third round, and life's going to be great. Um, yeah, I just think, I, like, I look at the linebacker class, and I think for me anyway, it's Nicobe Dean, Devin Lloyd. I think my third guy is Quay Walker, another Georgia guy. Mm-hmm. And then it's Christian Harris. Yeah. And so could the fourth off the ball linebacker in a draft make it to your second round pick? Yeah, sure. And somebody could pick somebody else that I haven't named in front of him, whether it's Chad Muma or Leo Chanel or whatever. Tyndale is getting a lot of play. You know, he's getting a lot of people are talking about him as possibly being in that mix when you're mentioning the draft as many Georgia defenders. Yeah, that, as possible. they're there. I mean, because I mean, I was following along with it was Pete Prisco, I guess, from you know, Pete's got a pretty good eye for this stuff. He does a lot of the same stuff when he really studies this stuff. And you know, he was he was breaking down some tape and a lot of, I, but I'm also asking some people about you talked about Walker, Tyndale. Chanel is that Chanel the, the, the channel? How do you say? Kyle's not here to be the pronunciation yeah, Chanel, expert. The the Wisconsin guy. Yeah, uh, you know. So yeah, I mean that that to me is all those. Guys, I think it's a pretty good list of linebackers too. You know, with uh, uh, Asamora too from you know with what he's what he's been sooner. a boomer sooner guy. Yeah, we're gonna talk. I want to talk about him in the next segment. But although Stephen Jones, you talk about whether or not I'm being lied to. Stephen Jones made my eyebrows kind of perk up. I mean, great, great stuff that he said about Jabril Cox in the sense that they think he can step up and fill Keanu Neal's role. Jabril Cox, truthers unite. He also said he also basically was like, yeah, I mean, Jaron Curse is a linebacker, which is true, but was funny to hear him say that. And so you kind of start doing mental math where you're like, okay, say goodbye to N'Kobe Dean, say goodbye to like a top 60 sort of linebacker. I just I wonder if it's a priority for them when when you throw Jaron Curse into that mix. Now you're really talking about four guys that can play that position. Well, the the thing that might get Nicobe Dean is he's five eleven four. We've talked about that. Yeah. That's that's where that's where that might end for him. I mean, now he's not for every team, but but I don't know how you can't turn on the tape and see he should be on my team. You know that 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 part of it. You know, if you talk to people after the combine to a man, they were saying the best interview they had was Nicobe Dean. The best interview they had. We're just talking to him and that the kid gets it. You know, he's a mechanical engineer major. I mean, there's a lot of really super, super things about him that people were really, uh, you know, kind of singing his praises. This is one of those things where I differ from y'all in the sense like Nicobe Dean might be he's probably my favorite defender that I've seen in this class uh, just in terms of enjoying watching him play football. But I think Sauce Gardner would be mine. 
if I'm well, I, I mean, he won't be there anyway. Yeah. But I, the irony is like, I just find myself drifting away from Nicobe Dean, not because I don't like him as a player. I just don't think the Cowboys will draft him. No, like, if they don't see the need, and we suspect that they maybe not like his, they maybe don't like his size. It's just like, well, sorry, well, go be a badass for uh, yeah. for Arizona. The instead. first night of the draft, we're going to be talking when he gets picked. There's not going to be a negative thing said about him. You know, everybody's going to talk about, man, that, that, that's smart. For, and, and he's probably going to go to a really good team. It's probably going to be somebody at the back, and we always say that, but, it, it, but in this case, it probably will. Somebody will say, well, man, this guy might be 5'11", but he makes every damn tackle. I assume y'all aren't spending a ton of time on running backs. I've looked at a few. Have you? What? What do you have opinions on Brian Robinson? Just wrapping I, up my Bama theme here. I agree with whatever Brian says. There we go, <laughs> Brian. You know, I think that to me, yeah, there's there's clearly not. I mean, the the Hall kid from Iowa State's my favorite one. Spiller from Texas A and M, and then Walker, other kinds of guys. But Robinson, you know, you watched him in those playoff games and stuff like that. And and I tell you what, man, he's a tough son of a gun. He, I mean, he, he, I think he, you know, people say, well, that Alabama offensive line. No, this guy can create some things running the football. He can make some people miss. You know, he has a feel for how to, like, to, to, to make that cut, to get back, stays in balance, runs over people and stuff like that. I'm, I'm a fan of his. I just like the other ones I mentioned better, Hall, well, Spiller, and Walker. I think that's what makes him intriguing to me is, like, the Dallas Cowboys probably shouldn't be looking at running backs until yeah. Saturday. Yeah, and I he fits in that range, does he not? Where do oh, you, absolutely. Where would you put him? I would say he was to me he was in the fourth round is where I had him. I just I look at him and I don't remember many plays where he like made my eyebrows go up. Yeah, but he's like that guy that's just it's always at least a three yard gain. No, you know every he's time not getting stopped in the nope. backfield. He's not he's falling forward. Good player. All right. Uh, yeah, you guys ask us questions like you do every show, and we're going to answer them when we come back from this break. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Football season is almost over, and that means tax season is here. With it comes taxiety. Filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner. Don't let taxiety take over this tax season. Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back. With more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide, help is always around the corner. Check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes. Hey, Cowboys. 
Cowboys fans. If you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Welcome back to the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite. I don't think I said that at the top of the show, but you should just assume that if Jeff and I are here, Miller Lite is part of the equation. Mm. Also, I keep telling you all this, still still haven't done my taxes, but... Liberty Tax is a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Y'all should schedule an appointment if you're lazy like me and haven't done it yet. LibertyTax.com slash Cowboys. They will get you squared away. I should, too. I've got about two weeks to make that happen. You can do it. Until then, it's time for another edition of... Twitter on the 20. And I teased this in the first segment. I didn't want you to I didn't want you to spoil because I, I want our listeners to be able to hear their questions read out on the air. So, Aaron... Aaron wants to know about Brian Asamoah, the OU linebacker, senior bowl guy. I remember seeing him down there. I don't know a ton else about him. I would love for y'all to to fix that, please. He's fun. He is um, the anti-Leo Chennault. Like Leo Chennault at Wisconsin is 6'2", 260 of charging bowl. Asamoah is what is he over six foot, but not quite six one two twenty eight. Yeah, he's six foot two twenty six. And dude runs. That's what he does. He is your weak side linebacker that you tell the defensive line, hey, nobody touches Asamoah. He gets to run and chase the ball and tackle everybody because he's one of those linebackers that can absolutely fly. He's just a really good athlete, which means that he can do things in coverage that some of these bigger, plottier guys can't do. Uh, so Osimo, I think, is probably a second or third round pick, and he could probably be a starting weak side linebacker as a rookie. I'd said this. He looks short on tape, but he's, but he's anything but that. I mean, this guy plays really, really hard. And I said there were several times where he was just right in the quarterback's face after he took the snap. I mean, he was just like that quick. And so he's got a feel for how to find, how to get to the ball. And he's got a knack for creating turnovers. So I was watching the Baylor game. And, I mean, he knocked the ball loose. And, it was, I mean, it was like a really good physical tackle. And so you hear see a guy six foot, 226. You're thinking, oh, he's going to get bounced and things like that. No, nah, this guy takes the fight to you. And I didn't see him get knocked back at all. And I think Jeff hit the nail on the head. Because of how athletic he is, you can use him in coverage. And you can use him really wide, too. You can have him not, not just drop and play the hook or something like that. I think he can actually cover. I think he can actually run with people. So I think that's a real plus to him as well. If he can fly, cover, and tackle, I mean, that's all the stuff that a linebacker is really needs, supposed to be good at. I mean, where, where oh, no. do you, how highly do you have this guy? This, like, Jeff's right. Second round. He's a second-round player. You're, just going off your description, yeah. you're describing a top 50 pick. No, he's a second-round player. And, I, I, you know, I was looking through my notes just as you were talking there. I mentioned it here. There were, there were several times in these games I was watching where he had stops to keep the ball carrier from getting a first down. So that that tells you something that like you know sometimes you see these guys get you know drug for another uh, you know for cutting a first down yardage and stuff like that. This guy didn't do that. So I mean I, I have him in the second round. 
keeping with the linebacker theme real quick, Derek wants to know about our guy, Damone Clark. Unfortunately, yeah. it came out that he needs neck fusion surgery or something like that. Probably won't get drafted at all. You don't think he, that's that's the question is well, how far do you knock him down? Yeah, the board? That, you, know, you don't that, think he'll get drafted at all. I, Even the report, and, and I mean, of course, we don't know that he the couldn't, specifics of the medicals. Okay, sixth or seventh round then, you know, when you start to talk about that, is like, what, at what point would you start talking about neck fusion on your board? I mean, I, have, I know on my board I have him as a second-round grade. I also have him in red, yeah. knowing, you know, there's, there's a couple of players. Him and our Michigan defensive end, I have red highlights on him, knowing that, okay, this is where I graded him, but – the medical is not going to David Ojabo. Yeah, not just, right. I was yeah. for oh, a second. I was like, "What's wrong with Aiden Hutchinson?" No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm you're sorry fine. about that. But the the thing I haven't been read, and I and I know, and he could not. He might not go drafted because of until people can really get handle on that surgery. I'm changing the color of the text on some of my players now because that's a good idea by Brian. That's because with Ojabo, I literally just moved him to where I would take him. No, uh, i just. Did gonna, you do that with Clark? No, because I had already disrespected Clark with where I ranked him initially. Yeah, you don't like Clark. I remember that. Yeah, that's you know, but that's what I'm saying. I, I want to give the guys their due where they where they should be taken. I'm, I put him in red because then we get started on the draft. Well, who's your best player available? Well, it's a uh, Clark. And, and, no, it's not because Darius Washington. And you know, and you know now because he's not because the medical stuff's going to knock him out. That's really tough to hear. The report the report is that he's expected to make a full recovery. Sure. I hope that he does. Good player. Yeah. Not well, even, I mean, there, there's a couple LSU. of players too. The the wide receiver Clemson uh, might Justin be Justin Ross. Ross. Justin Ross might be. I mean, he came back, but people probably maybe they're looking at his situation too. There, there's a couple of guys in this draft that that have those medical conditions. That's that's the that's the danger that we run into as media scouts is we put guys on board. And then at the combine, we didn't know that they've got a narrow spine There's, canal or something like that that's keeping them from drafting them. We're working with like 28% of the picture here, it feels oh, like no, sometimes. There's no question. Where do y'all have uh, Where do y'all have David Bell? Where is he on your board, the Purdue receiver? Day three. Like how far? Uh, this is one of the things that we were talking about before the show, not into a microphone, Uh-oh. where I think old school scouts might hate me sometimes. Where I would say David Bell on tape, you'd be like, maybe third round? That's where I put him. Maybe fourth? That's where I put him. Third and round. then when I confirm that he's a four six five, four seven guy that's also small, I would be like, you know, when our pick comes up and if we're going to talk about receivers, I'm probably just going to have some other guys in front of him, so I probably don't worry about David Bell. Which, th- that's why I asked, because when you brought up our Darius Washington, I saw David Bell's times from Purdue Pro Day yesterday. And I was just like, I can imagine we're going to be there on Saturday and we're just going to keep saying like, oh, David Bell's still hanging around. I think, on day, I think on day three, you can like you can start having your fights between people where it's like, guys, I don't care. The tape. Yeah. Look yeah. at the tape. Yeah. Like he is draftable. And then you'll yeah. have another guy who's like, hey, but this guy with terrible tape is an incredible athlete. And it's like, all right, let's battle it out. So I bet David Bell is a fourth or fifth round pick. Somewhat related uh, question from Mark. Just I don't think it. I mean, I know he's not fast when it comes to Bell, running the time yeah. time speed. I don't think it did those guys any favor to run in those conditions out st- outside at Purdue. Yeah. Loftus outran him, didn't he? He ran a four seven one out four, there. Four seven one, but you he know, didn't do a whole lot different in inside no, no, of Lucas Oil no, no, Stadium. No, 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 that's what I'm saying though. But if you want to give yourself a chance to maybe improve, yeah, you didn't do yourself any favors going outside and running in. 
30 degree weather. Yeah, but I still, I mean, this is the old crusty in me, but I'll always give a guy credit for being like, yeah, line it up. I'll do it. I, I, I don't like the guy that, that, that sits on his well, time. Well, it's not true that you'll give him credit for it. Why? Because we're doing a show right now where he's not getting credit for it. I was going, oh, crap. He I ran a 4 7. No, but I care, I care way more either. about what he did at the, at the combine than I do about Purdue Pro Day. We're though. all killing Hamilton right now because he went out oh. and ran 4 7. I heard y'all if, fighting if about Hamilton. If Hamilton didn't run, no, there's nobody saying anything about Hamilton. I mean, he, he, he doesn't think the tape's great, and that's okay. I mean, I, I, I respect that. But if he doesn't run, if he doesn't run at Notre Dame, you you know now you're you're now you're in a situation where now he has ammunition to say, well, I, I told you the guy played at a four seven, I told you that, you know that's the argument that people will use. I just think with Jaron Curse back in the building, he's sort of redundant for this team. Um, sure, anyway. no, I mean, he, and he's right, and that's what he and he said. He says if you know if you want to talk about a similar player. I mean, as far as what you do with this football team, yes, this guy plays down. Sure. He tackles really well. You know, I, I think he probably covers a little bit better. This this sort of ties into what we're talking about is this question from Mark. I just, I don't know. Can y'all elaborate? Basically, his question was like, if you watch a guy on tape, you like his hands, you feel good about his speed. He's talking about receivers specifically, but it can be anybody. Guy's route tree. Uh, you finish it up and you say, Okay, he's a second round pick. Like what what are the key delineation lines that you look for when you're like this is a first round guy, this is a second round guy? Cuz you like a lot of stuff about guys that you put in the second and third round, but what ultimately stops you from giving them that best grade possible? Uh, I think it's just a and I I cheat even further because to me it's just a way to tier different players where if I say a guy is a first-round grade, it means that if I had a top-ten pick, I'm okay picking him. If I got a guy who's got a one-two cheater grade or a second-round grade and I get into the mid-20s, okay, then I can pick from those guys. I guess it's just my way of separating tiers. But ultimately, you're also separating – if you're going to use a first-round pick, then you are projecting, okay, I think this guy's an NFL starter from day one and not a bad one, maybe a good one immediately and if you take a second round pick then i think in most cases you're saying i've graded this guy as a second rounder because i think he can be an nfl starter for me that develops into a good one now i go to the third round i think that guy's going to contribute for my football team as a rookie and develop into a starter potentially and then you get to four five six seven where you're throwing darts at well i like this about him and we'll see so I think you kind of separate it that way. Instant starter that I expect to be good, second round. Instant starter that I hope is good and I expect to be good later. Third round, hopefully starts in year two or three. It's traits. It's traits with me. It's, 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 your, it's your deficiencies. You know, if you're not quick enough, if you're not fast enough, if you, your hands aren't good enough, if you are not a good route runner. You know, it's the it's the things I start off. If 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 you if I could check off boxes, he does this, 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 this and this. I can give you a really, really good grade. If you're if you're deficient in, say, three of the five things, I can't give you a good grade because there's there's position specifics that you look for to play the position. Now, there's some guys that are that take that, you know, like, for example, there's there's, you know, I you know. Uh, Marcus Jones, my guy from Houston, right? 
the cornerback that's that's playing here. If he were six foot tall, you'd have yeah. a one on him. Bingo. I mean, you know, because you look at you look at him and you're saying, okay, he's five eight, but this is what keeps him from being this level to me because I've seen this, 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 and this play in this league. Now it's not always. I mean, there's guys that defy that. But there's also guys that you say, no, this is the reason why. And there's guys that say, you know what, I tried to put him in that round and draft him, and I, and I, I took a blind eye to the deficiencies just because I thought maybe a gut, and then it, it busts on you. So I look, at, I look at traits, and I look at those position specifics. But again, there's, sometimes there's that rare, 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 rare guy that defies all that and, and ends up being a great player. It's the time of year where people are always trying to problem solve, and I appreciate that. I've seen this brought up a few times. I would love y'all's take on it. It's not necessarily related to this draft class, but people are talking about the idea of if all else fails, ask Zach Martin to play left guard and move Connor McGovern into that right guard spot. What do you think about that? My my gut reaction is to dismiss it because why would you move the best guard in football out of his position? But I'd be curious for your take on it. I think you need to figure out a way. To me, that that's not a terrible question. And I think the reason I, I know why people are bringing this up, it's because McGovern played right guard in Tampa in yeah. the season opener while Zach had COVID and yeah. played a lot better than he did at left guard. Yeah. I understand the logic. I, I think that I think to me – you should be able to ask any type of question like that when you watched how things went the last 10 games for this football team at the second half of the year. And, you know, and, and again, there were some games where there were blowouts and stuff like that. I get it. But when you look at their inability to run the football and their inability to p- protect at times and all that that went in, I think, I think all, all situations, all questions are, are open. There's nothing that would, I would say, well, that's a terrible idea. No, I mean, it's about putting your best five there. It, it's always been about the best five, in my opinion. You think that would make a significant difference? I think it would probably help. I think it would help McGovern. But the problem, I think, with McGovern is that he's got a coach that's not too happy with him. That He's got a coach that doesn't see what you and I and everybody out there and Jeff are, were talking about. But maybe, maybe try him at right. See, the thing that I would have done, the thing I would have done is I would have tried to play Lyle Collins at guard and then put, since you love Steele so much, go ahead and put Collins at guard and see how that works. And if that didn't work, if that didn't get better, then you can move on from Lyle Collins. But we, we will never know that if could they have, because they could have, if, if, what if it would have worked? Then maybe you don't get rid of Lyle Collins. You yeah, know, so I, that, that, I to, that to me is. I want to exhaust all possibilities, and if if one of them is making moving Zach Martin over to left guard. Now people will say you know most teams are right-handed running the football, that you want you know you want you need you need him playing next to Steele because Steele is not that strong. But maybe McGovern is that guy. Maybe McGovern is is strong enough to to hold up over there. Yeah, I think if that makes your best five, it's not a dumb question at all. It just seems. A little jarring when you first hear it. That's what I'm saying. What are you talking about? The right guard who's been a right guard his whole career and destroying everyone? And then you go, right. But I've also seen that right guard play right tackle, and he was great. And that right guard I've seen play left tackle, and he was great. So if that right guard could step over to left guard and not have a drop-off, the other guy who, if we had to play today, would be starting is a bad left guard. And he might be an okay right guard. 
if that makes your best five, it makes sense. It just sounds weird. It's you're yeah, used no, to Zach Martin and it's being also right it doesn't feel fair to be like, hey, you're the one rock on this whole thing. Yeah. Well, you're being punished for this. Sorry. But yeah, no, no, I mean, whoever said it was fair. Trying to win. No jarring than moving all pro Larry Allen the left tackle from yeah. left guard. No jarring than that. The badasses can do whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, to me, you've got to figure out. You've got to figure out what's going on at that left guard spot. You've th- got to figure that out. I think the answer, like they're. I mean, Jerry, y'all talked about it. Jerry said it himself. Like, come hell or high water, they're going to find a. They're going to address that. Sure. And so I think that will prevent them from having to do it. But I don't think it's a bad question. No, it's not at all. Um. Last one, real quick. We're running out of time. That's okay. Uh, I just a fun little a fun little. Would you rather? We're we're running out of time in my imaginary clock of what the segment should be. Oh, not anything else. I just like to watch myself on the screen. Yeah, my head you freak me out. You look like my dog. Um, would you rather come out of the big you know the big picks of this draft? Your dog's annoying. You, it's not necessary. It's coming from you. You're, oh, when you're gone, he becomes annoying. Your dogs never shut up. Would you rather come out of this draft with Arkansas receiver Traylon Burks and Memphis center Dylan Parham? Okay. Parham, Parham, sorry. Mm-hmm. Or, or Iowa center Tyler Linderbaum and Jalen Tolbert, the South Alabama guy, receiver? Uh, I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought you would like that one. Thought you would like that one. I like Burks considerably more than Tolbert, and I obviously like Linderbaum considerably more than Parham. That's what makes this fun. I will take option B. Give me a first-round graded player and a second-round graded player because that first one is more of a 1-2 and a 2-3. So I'm going to go on grades. Give me Linderbaum and Jalen Tolbert. If you gave me Burks and Fortner from Kentucky, that wasn't the question. You're not allowed to just start swap. This is yeah. not make. We don't, don't make saying, it your we, own way. Yeah, I'm just saying. No, this I'm just saying. Burger I, w- I would make one would be my selection all day. Okay. If but with with the way it is currently configured, give me the Iowa center and that kid from uh, Jalen Tolbert. Tolbert, yeah. So y'all, but y'all agree on that? Yeah. You rather have the? Um, ca- I'll disagree if you just want us to fight. No, we I don't do it. I don't care. But it, we'd like that. It's as easy as just saying Linderbaum is your highest graded player of all of those four, Correct. right? Yeah, that's, give me the that's, best possible player. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I feel like we were we were big on Linderbaum for uh, for the very beginning, and then it got boring, and we dropped off. And now I'm coming back around. Like you know, that would be pretty fun. I wouldn't I wouldn't dislike that one bit. The draft stuff is funny because like you mentioned, Fedarian Mathis at Alabama. Yeah. And after the Senior Bowl, I feel like we had this group of defensive tackles that everyone was talking about, and they were all going to be second round picks. Mm-hmm. And then now the senior bowl is far enough away that it's like, wait a minute, that was just like a one technique who had a nice week. Yeah. Let's not overreact, guys. And it all just kind of moves around. Watch watch Davis, Travis Jones, Wyatt, all these defensive tackles, maybe Logan Hall. Watch them all go in the first round. Every one of those guys. I mean, you can't rule anything out, right? Just again, like because of the way that this whole thing is stacked, it would not surprise me. All right. uh, One more break and then. Yeah, we've got, you know, we got like 15 more minutes of show. Don't worry about it. We'll be right back.
Football season is almost over, and that means tax season is here. With it comes Taxiety. Filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner. Don't let Taxiety take over this tax season. Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back. With more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide, help is always around the corner. Check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes. Hey, Cowboys. Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. This is Chad Hennings, former cowboy and proud veteran of the United States Air Force. When my fellow military veterans choose VA, they receive life-changing benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran, you may be eligible for health care, education, and training benefits, a home loan guarantee, housing assistance, and more. Choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov to learn more. That's choose.va.gov. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Welcome back to the final segment of the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite. Guys, I got a new read for you. Miller Lite proudly presents the first Cowboys Taco Fest Ah! at Miller Lighthouse at AT AT&T Stadium. It's on Saturday, May the 7th. Oh. Celebrate Cinco de Mayo with world-class tacos, drinks, live music, and more. Take advantage of early bird pricing with tickets as low as $15. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. What was it called again? I'm looking it up. Cowboys Taco Fest. I thought that was during the draft. That was going to be kind of funny. It's a, I think it's a week <laughs> after the draft. I guess it would technically be Siete de Mayo, but I love it's the tacos. spirit of the holiday. Tacos are my jam. I agree. Uh, one more segment here with Brian and Jeff. I wanted to. I wanted to try to mix it up. Um, I think you guys can agree. There's only so much you can say about words. Well, no, you can talk forever. The English <laughs> language has like two million words or whatever. Most of them don't make sense. Uh, I mean, it would just there's only so, there's just only so much you can do about pick 24 and pick 56 and. Receiver alignment, like all that. I mean, we, we get it, right? Um, but I wanted to try to have a conversation about what day three is going to look like for the Cowboys. Obviously, that's going to hinge on what happens with pick 24, 56, and 88. But they're going to make the vast majority of their picks on Saturday. Six of the nine. I've got them written down here. They pick 129th. And then starting in the fifth round, they're going to pick 
five times in about 40 picks 155 167 176 178 and 193 actually i misspoke we have no idea if they will pick that many times because you you could do a lot of stuff with it which i i just kind of wanted to have a conversation knowing that it's borderline impossible to answer just about what you can accomplish with those picks and what you would like to accomplish and you can take that in any direction you want to, if you want to try to trade it for a veteran or move up in another round, you just you got a lot of resources to play with on Saturday, and I'd, I'd love to kind of get your feel for how you'd like to spend them. The Cowboys still at this point have about $15 million to play with. Now, you'll need to account for the first three-round picks, first-year cap hits, but so they've got $10 million to play with or whatever. I'm keep in mind, they will get... A lot of that money they will get in June with the savings from the Lyle Collins cut. Like, they don't have that right now. Okay. And they'll get it. I would love for them to flip one of those picks for a left guard. I don't have that left guard's name in front of me, but what I'm looking for is a Robert Quinn situation. I'm looking for an NFL team that has an aging, solid starting left guard that isn't very good. That's probably and he's in the last year of his deal, and said team is hoping that a year from now they can pick Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and so a veteran guard on the last year of his deal means nothing to them. Here, have a fifth round pick. I'm gonna flip that for my starting left guard, because uh, I do love having that many picks, because now you're giving yourself a reasonable chance to find a future starter on day three, because you get. What, one, two, three, four, five, six swings at it? I think they have six picks on day three. And again, y'all, we mentioned this on Tuesday. The NFL views this as a much larger talent pool than usual. Yeah, I'd mm-hmm. like to use five of those picks, and I would like to flip one of them to a tanking team for their left guard. I just have to go look at who are the tanking teams and does is there a player that fits that bill? I'm looking for the Robert Quinn of left guards. That's the tough thing about this situation is I think that's a wonderful idea. It's hard to know 32 rosters and, in addition, who on those rosters has an expiring contract that the team would rather not pay. It's a very tedious thing to go look up. So, Bobby Belt, if you're listening, uh, (laughs) you enjoy tedious work. He'll be listen. He'll be walking around later tonight, and he'll text you about that. You I'm know, sure. I I kind of there's a kind of a few spots. I was just looking at my board to kind of get an idea of your question. <gasps> kicker punter. Well, well, kicker. Kicker. That'd be fine. I was thinking of Chris Paul, who was the uh, at Tulsa, who was Point a guard. tackle that would uh, that could play guard. I was thinking of Zach Tom uh, from Wake Forest, who plays tackle that people or excuse me plays guard that people projecting as a center. Um, I was thinking about Ferguson, the tight end from Wisconsin, as a possibility of a guy. Uh, Terrell Bernard is another guy. We were talking about linebackers from Baylor, and I was, you know, it's funny. There's there's these undersized linebackers, but man, this guy has got something to his game because, you know, we talk about coverage. It, it's 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 more like I say these guys these these guys are really good athletes, but a little bit undersized. It's more than just drop and play the hook, and you know, this guy Bernard has got the ability to to kind of just to run with guys to take guys. He blitzes. I mean, he carries routes. He makes tackles in space. I mean, I, I only saw there was a couple of times and I was watching the Texas and Iowa State games where he got tied up a little bit, but most of his game is like on the move. So I kind of feel like, though, 
with all those with the fourth round picks, the fifth round picks, those are the kinds of names that I'm looking at right now uh, for guys that maybe like that. You know, you might have a little bit like say uh, Bernard played at Baylor. And he is only six one, and he is only two hundred twenty four pounds. But it might be somebody that Dan Quinn wants to to bring in here because of the burst, the range, and all those kinds of things. So do you you just want to do you want to use all those picks? I mean, that's what they I'm going to try. Last year. I'm going to try because what's going to happen. And, and, and I think Jeff's right. I think Jeff's right. I I I was talking. Well, I talked in Jacksonville, and I brought it up last night with Jeff and Dane and I. Uh, Chase on at the in Jacksonville, our you, former first yeah, round target. You can go get him if you want. If you're interested in going to get how, how you know, I know we all make a Sharpay face, we get all squashed up, mm. you know, all that because we don't want the player. But would you take one of those picks if you know because Jacksonville's listening? You know, they're listening. I don't think they're going to hold you up on any. But if you're if you really thought that enough of a guy, you know, would you say, well, Dan Quinn can do something with him, you know? I know Jeff was he didn't have a name for a guard and and I really don't either right now but I have a feeling though there's somebody out there the pro personnel department's looking at that's a second or third year guy and the team's got a little bit of a surplus and they would take one of those fifth round picks and move on from that. My thought is a Dan wasn't here when they scouted Chase on. Yeah. And B, I could find that out because I know enough people in Atlanta yeah, sure. that could tell me what they thought about him and if they thought that he was not a very good player then that would probably eliminate Dan from one. I just we catch a lot of grief about Caleb on Chase on, and the thing I always go back to is, I don't think anybody really loved him that much. Again, it was just like this is what they need, yeah. and this is what they're going to do because yeah. there's only so many guys in a draft class that the can draft gods like saved that. you from potentially drafting. They him. really did. Yeah. Next, I think for most people, well, I don't, I can't speak for NFL teams, but I think for a lot of people, you saw Caleb on Chase on, and you were like, oh, okay, a toolsy pass rushing prospect yeah which is like all right second round grade yeah and then cd lamb firm first yeah. round grade yeah so it was just it's a whole different conversation if cd is there or not to what are we well, talking about chase on chase on digs i mean there was a possibility we kept hearing digs name too and they ended up getting digs at 60 That's so I, I love the i love the draft because if you remember in that pre-draft process when digs's name started to come up it was like not at 17 God, no, not yeah. at 17. Yeah. Anybody, anything with yeah. that. Second round, fine, but not in the first. And now. The problem is when you only have like pro. six guys that you're like, hey, at 17, I'll take one of them. Sure, it's sure, like, sure. Right, what if they're all gone by eight? Yeah. I do. So when I when I proposed this idea to myself, I didn't propose it to. Yeah. When I, when I thought up this idea, I just, I went back. I was looking at the fifth round and. You can you can find guys like I'm looking at it oh, right no, now. Oh no, you can absolutely find guys. Wyatt Teller was a fifth round pick. Sure. Dre Greenlaw, who's a very useful player for the 49ers, was a fifth round pick. Tyler Conklin, the Vikings tight end, um, and on and on and on. But you want to know what I really noticed is guess guess who reliably makes the Pro Bowl from the fifth round? It's I'll, I'm, it's not that it ain't that deep. Kickers and punters. Oh, like, now we're cooking. When they like when those if a guy's good enough to get drafted there, Michael Dixon was mm-hmm. a fifth round pick. Uh, Matt Gay, the Pro Bowler for the Rams, I believe. Rams, yeah. Pro uh, fifth round pick. How did he catch a short? What was that game against the he Rams? Can't when, connect from fifty okay, yards. Tampa, yeah. It was like he, yeah, he was short, short on a forty-seven yarder. Yeah. Still went to the Pro Bowl. And then Evan McPherson, who was money for the Bengals all through the playoffs and really the season fifth round pick 
I, I, I don't care what you tell me. And yeah, like if you can trade that for a guard, that would be great. Just use one of those picks on a kicker, please. They very well could. This is where you know. This is where Bones Fossil is going to come in because I know when I worked here back in the day, we had a guy named Steve Hoffman. Never, I never evaluated a kicker in the six years I worked in scouting here because Hoffman would go down to Home Depot and he'd work. He'd get ten guys to go to Texas Stadium and then he'd find an All Pro out of that group somehow, some way. But yeah, this is up to Bones and those guys. I mean, I, I think that you know that there's some danger drafting these kickers though. There really is. I, I know what you're saying about Pro Bowls and stuff like that, but but think about the ones that have been picked in the second and the third rounds of well that have, that have been busts, you know? Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. If somebody comes into the war room on Friday and says, we should draft a kicker, you say, you're lucky I won't fire you here on the spot. Get out. Yeah. Go away. Okay. But starting outside of the top, like... There's, after about pick 130, I'm listening. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be listening for the punter after about pick 70. That's get fine. Ready. I mean, hey, I would have been – it doesn't make sense for the Cowboys anymore, but good for them. Go get punk god from San Diego State. Well, that's – but people are going to look at him as a weapon. That, that's what they should. Saying. It's like all of a sudden you're like, okay, like short nickel corner or punter that punts at 80 yards every time. You know? That's that's kind of where – that's where that's going to be. That's the discussion. You know, I hear you. It just again it doesn't. It's, I mean, ang- anger was that guy too. Like sure. I don't have any worries about that from no. the Cowboys. Standpoint. But your kicker, you need a kicker. This team plays. This team plays too many close games not to have a kicker. I agree. Uh, what else we got? Okay, I can go back to this. Where are you going? What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about, uh, and now now that we covered that, let's go back to the boring first round. Because I did want to ask you. <laughs> I hate the first round. What would your dream scenario of choices be? And you don't have to tell me one specific player, but like, just give me like the scattershot group of guys that you would like to to have that choice between. Or do you not want a choice? I am a big fan of not having a choice. To take I love the, to have the draft do it for me, where it's just like take the suspense out of it. Where it's like, oh look, everybody I wanted except one is gone, because then you can't screw up. And I love not screwing up more than I like being right. Like let's eliminate all risk here. And what happens is my top five receivers are gone, the edge guys are gone, and what is remaining is one of Linderbaum, Kenyon Green, and Zion Johnson. And I'll just pick the one that made it. Because then you don't have to wonder, did we pick the wrong guy? Like Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green, to me, Spider-Man meme gif thingy. Mm -hmm. It's like, which one would you rather have? I'm going to say Johnson, but am I all that confident in that? No. But am I super confident if you told me, all right, Linderbaum's gone, Kenyon Green is gone, do you feel great about taking Zion Johnson? Hell yeah. So but you're. But if I got a guy that's like graded right with him, it's like, oh God, okay, all right, let's not pick the wrong one. It's O line all the way for you, though. Unless something. Uh, well, I, like I would throw in a name that we talked about earlier that I don't think they'll talk about. N'Kobe Dean at 24 would be a great pick. He'd yeah. be a great pick. I think so. That too. dude is a baller. You can take all your five foot eleven and why didn't he test? You can take all of it. You can ball it up. You can throw it in a trash can. Yep. The one that's right over there. Nicobe Dean is a baller, but I don't think the Cowboys care yeah. because I think they feel like they're okay at linebacker. The positional value is not great, and so they're not going to worry about it. Get Derek Stingley to twenty four. Talk about that. 
You get him there, See, that could change something. I, I I wrote these down. I wrote down. This is so funny. In, in no particular order. I'd like a choice. If you give me a choice of a wide receiver, an edge, a center, or a cornerback, I don't want that choice. Give me people a choice. screw up choices. No, that's what I want. No, no, you don't. Yes, I do. You're screwed up. You're going to pick the wrong guy. No, you're not. No, you're not. If the the if you if you just take the if, however your stack is, you take the best one. You stack them. You stack that receiver. You stack that edge. You stack that center, and they stack the corner. And I and I, I I'm with you. I don't think. But we said this before. They, we we said they're not going to take that linebacker. But they've surprised us before in a draft. But I, I would and I and I, I just kind of kept that linebacker just below that line because that would be my hope. But if you gave me in any in any order you want to have now the guards, I don't know because I just think I know they're going to take a guard. I just hope whatever guard they take is the right one because I, I have questions. I have questions about Green. I have questions about Johnson. I have questions about Ingram. I have questions about all these guys. That's what I think. That's what makes me nervous. And, and I and I feel better about the the wide receiver, the edge, the center, and the cornerbacks and the linebackers than I do the guards. I am completely unsold that. Unless it's unless it's maybe Tyler Linderbaum, I'm completely unsold that a guard would be the best player available to you at 24. I'm I, I refuse to believe. Oh, I think at least the way I see them, I think the odds are it will be the best player. You think for me? Like, even I think it's odds across on, the board. Be the best player. Even yeah. again, like throw Dean in there, maybe even if it, the Cowboys don't like him. Throw Dean could throw that off. What Linderbaum about could throw that off? You think Green and Johnson are definitively better than at least a couple of those receivers? I have Green and Johnson similar to the top seven wide receivers. Okay. So like I I just and I, I like I just them more than I like them right. more than some people See, do. I guess. I, 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 just, I think I I'm over here with Brian. I, I just, just like no no I, I mean I, I we're I, watching I, together. You're gonna show okay. me where these guys aren't good. Okay. No, I didn't no, say I they weren't good. No, no, I didn't no, say no, they weren't I, good. I, mean, I, I, could say, I would I, take either guard over Chris Olave. Like that's my hot take of draft season. That is a hot take. I just like I said I just. I hope that everybody's right because I feel like I'm wrong right now. This this feels very much Joey Bosa to me right now. Well, that worked out really well for no. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, there's there's always one or two guys that I just don't have a really good handle on. Blow up everything and go get Kayvon Thibodeau in the top ten. Because <laughs> we've now entered a world where I think the majority of people are liking Trayvon Walker yeah. more than Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. I watched them both play. Yeah. You're all insane. I think every one of you is insane. Yeah. I think Trayvon Thibodeau, his tape destroys yeah. Trayvon Walker's tape. Yeah, with agree. with no disrespect intended toward uh, Trayvon Walker or anybody who loves him. You can him. disrespect him all you want. He's going in the top five. They no, going to be fine. I think we're I think we're into that echo chamber part of draft season where people just we're running out of things to talk. He about. He tested yeah. so well. Yeah. One of them takes je- never mind. One of them disrespects offensive tackles every time it's a pass That's rush true. rep. That's one of them doesn't. Kayvon Thibodeau's a stud. He's not lying. Bring me Thibodeau. Yeah, we'll work on that. We'll yeah. see. Keep we'll see. Dropping. Yeah, we'll see just how far We've he falls. We've already got him in mocks down to 8 to 10. Bring him further. Quick programming note. Amazing. Uh, it will be April the next time we talk to y'all. If you stuck with us for this long, I would like you to know uh, for these final few weeks, we're going to bring back Tell Me More. We'll try to get into the, oh. the real weeds on the you know, we like there's only so much we can say about the top 120 picks. We're going to try to we'll find you all some diamonds in the rough here over the last few weeks. Sounds good. We'll be back next week. I think Kyle will be back if he hasn't just up and moved on us. Uh, Might have quit. For Jeff and Brian, I'm Dave. You know, thanks for listening to the draft show. We'll see you all next time.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!